uh, Bill, um, a lot of matchups over the years with John Harbaugh's teams, um, maybe not recently, but um, when you think of the common threads of his teams facing them, what stands out to you? Uh, well balanced. Um, very good in kicking game. Physical on defense, physical running balls, stopping the run, covering kicks. Um, very good specialist. It's a tough, hard-nosed football team. And I'm um, thinking back to um, he has talked in the past just about how he appreciated you putting in a good word for him uh, more than a decade ago. I was curious, what what led to that? Was that Scott O'Brien um, that, uh, you know, his connection with him and, and sort of your background with Scott that led to that? What, what, um, why so, you know, what led you to put your support behind him, I guess, was my, my question. Uh, yeah, no, I had met John, you know, knew him for a few years, and um, uh, yeah, no real, no real big story to it. Okay, next question will be Nora Pintiani. Uh Hi, Bill. Uh, just going mm -hmm. back to the um, impressive play Jonathan Jones made with the chase down for the tackles, Chubb. Um, uh, we've seen other members of your secondary, you know, make some impressive plays in pursuit, kind of like that the McCordys come to mind. So I'm just wondering how you assess the overall sort of team speed of your defense and your secondary in particular. Uh, I think all those players run well. Um, Devin, Duran, Pat, John, JC, Seth, Jason, and they all, they all run well. Um, they helpful, it's a good effort, and they're tough. So, you know, a lot of that's just competitive speed, too. You know, there's pop watch speed, and then there's, if you're chasing a guy, can you catch him? Or if a guy's chasing you, can you outrun him? And, um, you know, there's definitely some, there's an element to game speed, and, um, as I said, competitive speed that's, you know, maybe measurement's a little bit more in the heart than it is on the stopwatch. And they all have that. Season. Is that do you have to scout for that? I mean, you know, I think we hear like you just said that there's a difference between stopwatch speed and that sort of competitive game speed. But I'm wondering kind of how you find that in a player or know that he has it when you want to bring him into your team. Well, yeah, it's just part of the overall evaluation, and again, you, you don't always see a lot of plays like that on on film. Um, but, you know, over a player's career, uh, with being college or as a free agent, you probably, you know, can find some to just have an evaluation of, you know, what, what type of competitor he is, um, what kind of effort he gives and, you know, how often he gives it, you know, is it every play, is it selective, is it when things are going well, is it all the time, so forth. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Uh, next question, Nick O'Malley, followed by Phil Perry. Morning, Bill. Hi, Nick. Uh, what have you seen from Terrence Jones since he uh, moved on to Baltimore and has uh, really stayed healthy? Is he starting to fulfill the potential you saw from him uh, coming out of the draft uh, out of Alabama a few years ago? Uh, well, Cyrus is a, you know, Cyrus is a very talented player. Um, he's he runs well. He's got very good quickness. Um, 
he's got good strength for his size. Um, and he's got very good hands, good hand, um, um, hand-eye coordination, really handles the ball well. Um, and that's, that definitely shows up in, in his return skills, um, you know, his run skills in the, in the open field. So, um, you know, I don't think there's ever any, ever been any question about his talent. Um, you know, at the point in time when, you know, we re, we re-signed him back from, uh, the Ravens, um, you know, he certainly helped us. And then, um, you know, unfortunately we had to make a roster decision there and, uh, you know, the Ravens got him back. Um, you know, he hasn't, you know, hasn't played a lot on defense for the Ravens, but he's, you know, he's been a, a good contributor in the kicking game, uh, primarily on punt returns, but he plays in, in other phases as well. Uh, so he's really, you know, become a, and his niche is, is so far been the, the return game and special teams. Thanks, Bill. Right, you're welcome. Uh, next question will be Phil Perry. Uh, one second while his line is unmuted. Go ahead, Phil. Thanks, Stacy. Bill, I wanted to ask you with the trade, trade deadline approaching today, how much will the salary cap impact your ability to make a move? It seems as though you guys are, are pretty tight as far as that goes, um, or is because that cap space is, is pretty uh, maneuverable, is, is that not really a hurdle that um, would impede you from making a move today? Um, no, so that's, that's a, a very good question. And yeah, the answer is it would definitely affect us. Um, we can't, um, you know, we, we wouldn't have enough, uh, cap space right now to just go out and, you know, acquire any player that was available regardless of what the price was in terms of compensation. We would have to fit them under our cap. And there are some players we just couldn't, we just wouldn't be able to do that with, um, and you can't, you, you really can't change the contract. I mean, that wouldn't happen until tomorrow. So, you know, it would have had to already been done previously. So if a team knew they were going to trade a player and wanted to change his contract to make him a more attractive uh, in the trade, you know, that really would have had to already have been done. So, um as it stands today, you'd have to have enough salary cap space. Any team would have to have, to have enough salary cap space to acquire the new player. Uh, if you didn't, then it would have to, you know, release the player uh, to be able to pick that up. And there's certainly a lot of limitations on, you know, releasing players, especially vested players and so forth, where you really don't gain much cap space from um, from those kind of transactions. So um, it's yeah, it's 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 a factor. Uh, again, it would depend on the player and the salary and um, and what your other options were on the team and how big of a gap you were talking about in order to be able to, you know, make all that make all that work. Um, certainly, we have to account for the rest of the season. It's unrealistic to think that we're not going to have any additional salary cap charges, you know, in the next eight weeks. Uh, so. You know, we have to have some type of a cushion or budget to handle those 
um, some of those anticipated expenses. Again, we don't know exactly what that number is going to be, but you know there are a number of things that could come into play there. Um, so yeah, that's, no, definitely part of the conversation, no question. Bill, just to follow up quickly, when you when you mentioned, I think you said other options on the team. Does that mean your own team and um, how? Frequently, I guess, are, are you trying to uh, maybe figure things out with your own players that might give you some more flexibility as far as the cap goes? Yeah, well, it would be a combination of the things that I just spoke about. Um, you know, if you, had a, if you had an expense that you had to be able to <clears throat> pay for, then you'd have to find a way to pay for it. Um, but at the same time, there are going to be some expenses going forward for every team for the remainder of the season. Uh, so you have to anticipate those um, and, you know, figure out how you're going to, how you're going to handle those or what you're going to do about them. Um, so that's just, again, part of the overall planning. Uh, I don't think you can get it right down to the penny by any sense, but, you know, you, you'd have a budget and a range and, you know, that's where you'd work in. You know, you know, there's a possibility of restructuring players on your own team or releasing them for salary cap space and things like that. So there's, again, there's multiple options there. Uh, you know, how good those options are. I mean, that's that's a whole another conversation. But just from strictly a financial point of view, that's you know, that's that's really what you'd be looking at. Great. Thanks a lot, Phil. You're welcome, Phil. Next question will be Max Tarullo. Hi, Bill. I just uh, wanted to ask about Nikhil Harry. We haven't had a chance to see him in action in a couple of months now, and I wanted to get your your uh, thoughts on how he's looked since he's been back at practice these past few weeks. Uh, well, I think he, I think Nikhil's been working hard. Um, he's even though he hasn't been able to participate uh, in practice until recently, he's been able to do other things. Um, train, uh, study, watch film, keep up with the <clears throat> terminology and game plan adjustments that we make. Um, and then more recently has been able to get on the field and primarily take scout team reps, but, you know, also do other things, individual drills and some of the other competitive drills and so forth that we've done. So, um, you know, it's definitely improving. It's good to have him back out there and see him working. It's, um, See each day is, you know, there's, as you would expect, a little more improvement and confidence and, you know, taking things a little bit further than the day before. Um, but, you know, he's missed a lot of time. Still has a long way to go and uh, definitely trending in the right direction. We just have to, you know, evaluate where, where it is and, you know, what, what helps the team the most here. If I could follow up too, um, how how much has it been uh, helpful for him to be practicing and going up against the secondary that you have, uh, you know, especially with guys like Stephon Gilmore? Uh, well, a lot of those. <clears throat> I mean, look, I think good competition helps everybody, and um, we have some of that. <clears throat> but I would say the. <clears throat> Excuse me. The majority of our reps in practice are uh, simulated against the opponent that we play. So this week, um, our defensive players will be taking reps against um, 
the scout team players and vice versa. So, you know, in Nikhil's case, um, running the scout team plays against, you know, our our defense, you know, gives them a chance to do that. Again, the, the tempo is a little, um, you know, a little less than what it was, let's call it, in training camp, but it's still a good tempo, and so there's a lot of benefit there. Uh, but I would say going forward, uh, the majority of our actually running our offensive plays or our defensive plays, the majority of those practice uh, opportunities would be against what the other team's doing. Uh, again, which is a lot different in training camp where both the offense and defense are, are running their their calls, their techniques, uh, you know, in the most competitive setting you can get. So it's, it's good, but it's a little bit different than that. Thank you, Bill. Yes, you're welcome. And the uh, last question here will be Mike Reese. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks. Uh, Bill, just to, to follow up on those questions that started the call, um, the, the job of, the head, of head coach in the NFL is obviously very challenging. And from past experience facing Harbaugh's teams and, and what you know about them, what are your thoughts on what makes Harbaugh mm-hmm. at that job? Yeah, well, John's um, he's established a, a very um, – you know, build a solid program down there. Um, he's lost coordinators at every level or in every uh, unit, you know, offense, defense, special teams. There's been some coaching uh, turnover, um, and there's been player turnover, you know, at, at some key positions. Um, and they continue to continue to do well, continue to be competitive and win. Um you know, different quarterback, different style of offense, um, losing some over the years, uh, defensive players that, you know, were amongst the best in the league uh, at their positions, um, you know, that have either retired or gone on other teams or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, and so they continue to, you know, to play well. So I think that's the mark of a good program. Um, good players, good personnel department, good coaching, um, good management of, you know, the staff uh, as it transitions and, you know, in a in a tough division. And, you know, against obviously Pittsburgh has been, you know, one of the better teams in the league over the last, you know, however many years, you know, really 20 at least for the most part. Um Cincinnati was a playoff team for five straight years or whatever it was, you know, Cleveland. So it's, you know, they've been in a very competitive division and, you know, they, they've remained very competitive. So they're very good um, throughout that time. So I think, you know, John and Ozzie, um, you know, Steve Bishotti, you know, the people that, that run the organization deserve a lot of credit for that. Thank you. You're welcome, Mike. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone.